Happy New Year! Welcome to the Thursday edition of Terrible Warriors. Ready to hear a story? Derek the Bard and his Edmonton crew convene once again to travel through the strange. The estate agents have translated to Rook, where they must hunt down the villainous Professor Moriarty. However, between espionage, serpentine, oracles, killer, biobots, and a mysterious dish called Pang, they may just be in over their heads. And these agents, freshly translated into a new body, they are your terrible warriors. And we return to the adventures of our terrible estate agents as they travel across the dark matter network of the strange, seeking out the villainous Professor James Moriarty. So let's let's just recap what happened in the last game. Uh, Some highlights. We were introduced to the power of the ladle song. (laughs) Will accidentally diagnosed a mafia thug with a terminal goiter problem. (laughs) Shane shot the uh, shot some things. Yeah. Also got shot. That's my thing. And That's got shot. Yeah. <laughs> I told you you shoot like a girl and you shot better. <laughs> you would know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Cam, you did stuff. I did Cam things, yeah. You did Cam things. <laughs> Cam was Cam. Cam around. I, I yeah, will. Came it. the closest to being a legitimate detective. It's true. <laughs> he, he actually. Hey, that hot sauce is going to really pay off. I suppose what. The clusterfuck that's on the other end of the table here. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like we have these two characters who are complete comic relief, and these two characters who are actually serious. <laughs> and since we're actually getting back into this, why don't you remind people who you're playing? So read your name, and then maybe just read you what it says for your Earth stuff. Uh, I'm playing Dr. Ignatz Fritz. And uh, Dr. Fritz is... Uh, he's been through a lot of stuff, man. Started off as, like, a really sort of successful doctor, but then... He encountered some things that sort of broke his mind and started making him look for alternative solutions. I, I more meant what it said on the Earth column of your uh, sheet Oh, there. that one. Well, okay, let's be specific with rules then. <laughs> uh, Dr. Ignatz Fritz, uh, on Earth, he's a strange paradox who practices medicine, uh, which is uh, a slight mod of the would-rather-be-reading focus. Yeah. Um, for today, I'll be playing Caster Cage, and I, pl- I am a lucky spinner who entertains... Uh, I'll be playing Detective Richter McCree, who on Earth is a tough vector who is licensed to carry. Because it's high noon. Well, you would. You I had to get that out of the way now. <laughs> it's okay. You Eventually you'll just end up on the Overwatch Earth, and we'll just go from there. Side note, a friend of mine on Facebook actually asked for a birthday shout-out from Matthew Mercer. Happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday. But we can't sing the happy birthday song because that's copyright. Yeah. Oh, didn't that lapse? Let's not find out. Let's not find out. You know what's the worst way to find out that something is still copyright that you thought wasn't? Litigation? Yeah! <laughs> a lawsuit! My good friend, the yeah. cease and desist letter. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw him on the stack. Anyways. Um, I, I am playing Trent Williams, a poker face spinner who negotiates matters of life and death. Of course, they're not on Earth now because they discover the villainous Professor James Moriarty, originally a, a resident of the uh, recursion of 221B Baker Street, has escaped into the multiverse and is committing crimes and they've been tasked with finding him, which has taken them to Rook, the strange little floating recursion of horrible biotech, cyberpunk, biopunk weirdness. And because they've entered a new recursion, because they have translated into it, their foci have changed. What's your new focus, Will? Uh, Dr. Fritz is now a strange paradox who aspires to be post-human. I'm a lucky spinner who resides in silicon. (laughs) I thought it was a completely different thing when I wrote it out, and then I realized afterwards the horrible thing that I'd done. (laughs) I am essentially Mike the TV! <laughs> As Wes just sees if he can peek the uh, the audio levels on this. Maybe in post I'll add like, the echo. <laughs> I really don't know which one to be mad at, so I'll just move on. Uh, <laughs> just, just move in, on with life, yeah, Shane. It's in, the in, easiest thing yeah. to do. In Rook, I am a tough vector who adapts to any environment, which basically means I am even tougher now. It's true. Yeah. I've kind of figured out what my character looks like, but we'll get into that later. Yeah, Cam? Alright, and in Rook, I am a poker face spinner who controls nano machines. <laughs> cool. Yep. I control the plot device of most sci fi. Or at least most Metal Gear games. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. <laughs> the nanites are doing something. What? I don't know, but they're doing something. They're doing plot things. <laughs> Thanks, Snake. Go away now. <laughs> you don't take the eye patch off. <laughs> takes the eye patch off. Underneath is another eye patch. It's nice to know the difference between David Hayter and Keith Sutherland is an eye patch. Yeah. Sorry, Kiefer Sutherland. <coughs> Kiefer Sutherland, yes. Yeah, because I get... Well, anyway, we're getting drastically off track. (laughs) What this also means, however, is that their rules have changed a bit, they've gained new abilities, and they've leveled up between games. You have now reached Tier 2. So I took the liberty of buying things on your sheet for you without even asking. (laughs) Thanks, friend. Thanks, man. You always got our back. Well, it is kind of Christmas time. Yeah, well... Is this why I have 12 ranks basket weaving? Yes, yes it is. That being said, if I wasn't running late, I would have stopped by EB Games because they actually have a Christmas sweater that's like like Fallout, and it says Season's Greetings from Vault-Tec. I don't want to be wish Season's Greetings from (laughs) Vault-Tec. I realize that the apocalypse is on its way, but Vault-Tec does horrible things to people. (laughs) They get you in the Christmas spirit by freezing you for 200 years. (laughs) Yeah, and then you probably die horribly. Rocking around, or you watch your wife die. Nuclear reactor all the day. <laughs> did you just make that up? Yes, I did. Oh my god! <laughs> Improv. The 404s indeed. Doing it live. Off track again. That's we are off track. You have all entered Rook. Specifically, you've entered the city of Harmonious. Harmonious looks like a biopunk version of Hong Kong, except that it's on a floating platform about two miles above the surface of Rook itself. And the people walking around it are... Okay, take something like Deus Ex, where everyone's got their cyberware. Mm -hmm. Except now it's crazy biomechanical crap. Awesome. Where it's like there's a woman walking down the street who has replaced her entire face with just feelers. Other than that, though, she's just wearing a dress strolling down the street. Uh, People fly overhead with wings attached to their backs... Or like a ta- or like hanging on tethers hooked into their flesh from weird little like spore pods. Cool. So in other words, it's fear and loathing in Blade Runner. Yes, let's yeah. go with that. <laughs> That's a good, good it's movie. a bad drug trip. <laughs> or a good drug trip, depending on where you're from. Somewhere down the street, you see someone shouts, uh, "Stop, police!" Except you realize after a moment they're shouting in Rukian, and suddenly you can understand Rukian. Awesome. As information about this recursion starts to flood into your mind. Uh, and as they're running away, some random guy walking down the street turns into an eight-foot-tall biomechanical construct. Like, just plates and armor fold out of his flesh. His legs bend backwards. He takes three running steps, jumps, lands in front of the thief, smacks him in the face, and hands the bag full of swimming eyeballs uh, back to the proprietor of the shop. Picks the thief up by the scruff of his neck. Which actually turns out to have a handy handhold underneath the spine. And carries him off. I feel like this is the start of a Rick and Morty episode. (laughs) Rook has a certain Rick and Morty feel to it. Yeah, Rook and Morty. Yeah. Rook and Morty! Rook and Morty. Wow. I'm going to fist bump on that one. I don't have a pool of chips in the center of the table that I can just throw th- uh, oh. throw extra points into for you guys, though. But oh, well. You gave me a bag of chips. I've almost eaten them all already. It's true, but we're not going to do free shout-outs to Frito-Lays, however, no, because not. they're not promoting us. No. Although, like, they could. <laughs> you, know, you know who is promoting us, though? Our glorious patrons! Exactly, and you can subscribe to us at patreon.com slash terriblewarriors. We used all your names in the Star Wars and uh, Suicide Squad games, so... Um, Oops. <laughs> we need more names. We need more patrons so we can exploit you. We need more names so that Derek has to doesn't have to make up NPC names. What do you guys look like now that you've changed? Because as you translate into this reality, your appearance alters to fit it. What happens when you translate is, unlike sliders where you just sort of appear, uh, when you translate, reality itself makes a little bubble for you. It makes a, little, it makes a whole new form to uh, hold your consciousness in. That is, uh, that works for that reality. Effectively, we adapt to the environment. Yes, Which exactly. Really applies to my character. So, yeah. do you guys mind if I go first? Please do. Go I'm ahead. fairly certain my character is the most normal looking in this respect. Uh, basically, 
as far as like physical appearance, I'm thinking like uh, kind of like Marv from Sin City, mm. in that his okay. skin is kind of like rough and a little bit craggly looking, but it looks like he can really take some punishment if he needs to. And you you become more muscular and more like built like rock. Right. And as far as clothing, I'm thinking like. It basically says I adapt to any environment, so I'm thinking something that's, like, multi-purpose. The first thing that comes to my head is basically the Ranger outfit from uh, Fallout New Vegas. Except as far as the armor goes, it's not, like, full-blown armor. It's more like, since I really have just, like, light armor, it's more like a more like a bulletproof vest. Well, no, it, 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 that armor is actually part of you. Is that oh, because, okay. you're, uh, because you're in Rook... Any additional special adaptations that you have are actually part of your physical form now. Okay, well, I also have light armor in my gear, is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it, like the armor, that gear doesn't necessarily yeah. translate with you, though. Um, some of your gear does, some of your gear doesn't. Okay, well, this is actually under my oh. adapts Oh, does it? Oh, yeah. okay, well... Uh, oh, yes, I completely changed your gear sets. <laughs> yes, okay, never mind. I'm okay. dumb. It shows that I created these sheets like six months ago. <laughs> so more or less, I'm wearing like wanderer outfits with a long coat and like a yep a Kevlar vest underneath, or whatever the equivalent in Rook is to Kevlar. Uh, it's like spun worm silk sort of thing. Yeah, fair enough. It, it's you don't want to know what most of the stuff in Rook is because most of it literally does come out of colossal worm hineys. Yeah, I learned that about one bag of. Like you can Yeah. You can still get a Billy bookcase. It just gets pooped out by a 20 foot long worm. <laughs> yeah, but the books you're holding in it are also kind of alive. Oh, 100%. If you've ever actually read a Warren Ellis comic called Lazarus Churchyard, it has a book that's alive. It's a living computer. Ooh. And the book just has multiple tentacles that come out of it. And it opens up like a hot, like that monster book in the Harry Potter movies. Sweet. And it talks, and later on it runs a bar. I would drink there. I was about to ask, is it typically carried around by a blonde preteen who often helps her uncle solve mysteries? No. No. <laughs> it, it's, um, it, it is very specifically a gigantic, foul-mouthed talking book that runs a bar in the post-apocalyptic future. I suppose even the Necronomicon needs a day job. Right? Yeah. And then Will. <clears throat> so, Dr. Fritz, um, his translation... Um, he was already kind of like a thin, sort of spidery, like wan-looking dude. Um, here, he he seems a little bit more comfortable in his body. He translated real well. Um, <clears throat> his features aren't quite so tight and drawn. Um, he doesn't look as frazzled. Um, his, his facial features are a little bit different, though. Um, as if his bone structure has been sort of tweaked subtly here and there. Um, and you can see that, like, all throughout his skin, sort of just beneath the surface of it, there's sort of faint, sort of like, almost circuitry. But, but no, maybe they are veins. It, it's kind of hard to tell exactly where the machine parts end and where he begins. Well, yeah, because you're, uh, uh, someone, you're not post-human yet. But he aspires. But you're aspiring to be the next stage of human evolution. Exactly. Um, so it, it's obvious that he's, he's started to mod himself in a lot of different ways. Um, they're subtle so far. None of the, none of the wings and jetpacks that everybody else necessarily has. Well, you wouldn't actually uh, necessarily get those. Those are actually external devices because your post-human enhancements are all internal. Exactly. Um, this is all little things inside him getting him ready for this transcendence that he's been aspiring. Because you're already to. telekinetic. Exactly. You know? um, and yeah, I think I think he scorns the earth as much as possible. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. he, he floats a little bit. Um, he's wearing like a sort of tight, like white and silver sort of like bodysuit. Uh, the sort of thing that'd be like Federation standard in a rich part of some part of the Federation that still has rich people. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then we're going to go over to uh, Cam. I'm saving you for last, Wes. <laughs> yeah. you're, 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 like, you're the comedic bookend to all of this. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Um, I imagine Trent being a lot more weaselly, and you can tell he's got a lot of augmentations on like his senses. Okay. Um, and he also, I imagine, has um, kind of wiry veins... To shoot out nano machines, yeah. kind of like how in Bioshock you shoot out those bees. Yeah, out of your hand. Well, you, you've got like enlarged pores across your uh, body, 
which is fine. It's Rook. There, there are no standards of beauty or appearance. Nice. And then there's Wes. Well, before we get to Wes, I just have to ask and a call back to the first session of the game. Do either Will or Cam have an iPod dock in their calf? No, but you do have uh, docks for your umbilical to attach yourself to something called the All Song, which I will explain shortly. Okay, nice. let's get. To and then there's now. Wes. Caster Cage really didn't translate that well. He really didn't, or maybe he did. I'm entirely sure. Um, so I am now a lucky spinner who resides in silicon. Uh, my mind was is actually a silicon chip inside a small floating droid. Um, so think of something about the size of like a football with like two arms. No, you don't even have arms on it. No, I don't even have arms. Okay, um, you, you have a flashlight. Like, yeah. Literally, one of your powers is a flashlight. <laughs> Well, I'm like, oh my god, he is skids! Yeah, I'm, I'm like Skeets, which is like um, uh, Booster Gold's companion, yes. meets Talkie the Toaster from Red Dwarf. Nice. <laughs> Would you like any toast? No, I don't want any toast! At a later level, you could become Rimmer as you uh, project holograms. Right? Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, don't expect me to do any call. Yeah, I just imagined like a talking Roomba or something. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, Wes. Okay. I'm just flashing back to the just to the uh, Booster Gold episode of Justice League Unlimited. Sir, you saved those insects! Yay! <laughs> if you thought my character was annoying before. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta crack the book open for you, Derek. We never actually—I never actually used it in the first session. But does my character still have a taser? Uh, no, you have your Rukian gear. Okay. Which... Light armor, one weapon, one bag lights, tools. Bag lights. Yeah, I'm not even sure how you get uh, equipment as a, somebody who resides in Silica, but apparently you do. <laughs> I have 80 bits. You, that's it. Yeah, that's my. Mo- oh, yeah, you have money. Yeah, bit- yeah, I would assume bits is money in Yes. Yeah. Okay, what were cursors know about Rook? Because as you translate in, the world and your translation also fill in information in your mind. You don't just come into it blind. Sometimes you might, <laughs> but not for Rook. Rook is very well known. It's very easy to translate into. That's just when things get really fun and I look at Wes and I'm just like, push the button on your grenade, push the button on your grenade. <laughs> push the button on your grenade. With what thumbs? <laughs> <laughs> Give me the grenade, I yep. will push the button. Uh, so, Rook operates under the law of mad science and it is a place of extreme biotech and body modification. What this means is that mad si- is that the, the rules of science here, anything goes. So long as it can be described with science, you can get away with almost anything. But it does still have to have a grounding in some form of science. So basically Dr. Insanoville. Yeah, but maybe also a bit more like Dr. Dinosaurville. Yeah. yeah I'm not familiar with Dr. Dinosaurville. Crystals! Crystals, bloody mammals! <laughs> uh, Rook is hidden in Earth's shadow since before humanity evolved. This occurred to me. I know a lot of mad scientists, but anyway. <laughs> and it comes from another place in the universe, apparently having fled an unremembered disaster. Feuding factions rule Rook. A faction is like a religion, corporation, and a governing body rolled into one. The true code is the ancient knowledge of Rook, much of which is lost, though many still cleave to it and attempt to rediscover it. The All Song is the communal web of knowledge, insight, and inspiration that many in Rook rely on, though many believe that reliance comes at the expense of the true code. The All Song is basically your standard cyberpunk internet slash matrix. If you have an umbilical on your sheet, it means that you can actually use it to connect into the All Song through ports. Mm. Uh, what these All Song ports look like is generally they're like trees and mu- weird fungal growths. And actually, just as you're watching, some guy on the street walks over to just this weird fungus growing up a wall, takes a t- um, just takes this weird biotech pit of tubing, shoves it into the back of his neck shoves the other end into the wall, and just sort of goes limp. So so I do have a question. One of my abilities is I can interface with technology. Is that how I can access that? Yes, you can access the All Song more or less anywhere. Okay. Um, right. yeah, but I'm, th- if you, I'm thinking of the, uh, of the David Cronenberg movie Existence. It is 100% Existence. Yeah. No. I'm making a chicken gun. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> thinks gamers are so gaga for games they will actually mutilate their own bodies. Or let Willem Dafoe mutilate their bodies. I mean, to be fair, I'd let Willem Dafoe mutilate my body straight up. 
Game or no game. Death to Demon S. Allegra Keller. Death to Existence! <laughs> and of course, Death to the Demon, Ted Peichel. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yes. All song outlets. Perhaps Jude Law's greatest Oscar moments. Existence is paused! Boom! I love that. <laughs> yeah. Shane and I were talking about that at a convention. We want to have a, um, a flash mob moment where you, uh, like, 30 people literally walk into the middle of a convention just sort of grouped together. One of them screams, Existence is paused! And then everybody drops. (laughs) (laughs) First daters would be out of their minds. Oh, yeah, it would be a terrible thing to do. Uh, So, you are in Rook now. What you gonna do? Well, we need to figure out where Moriarty went. Uh, And... I'm very curious about some of the evidence we gathered back on Earth that we couldn't, like, decipher. I remember there was uh, some files that seemed to be in a language we couldn't figure out. Indeed there were. And I'm wondering, now that we've just learned this new language, uh, whether this might help us out. Um, And one of my good friends is now a robot. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Just suddenly robot. Uh, yes. That can apparently interface with technology. Well, you can talk normally if you want. I nope, mean, I don't. When Pastor talks like a robot, it deliberately sounds like a dude t- trying to talk like a robot. <laughs> Other robots are like, dude, why do you gotta be like that? Perpetuating stereotypes? It's not cool. It's trendy. <laughs> Roboface? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I just like to think that as the dust settles on the translation, uh, Richter is just kind of looking around, taking this all in, kind of like letting his mind focus into, like, this new yep. reality. He's just, like, looking around, seeing all this, like, bio-modded stuff. He's seeing, like, the bag of floating eyeballs that somebody probably got from the Mystery Shack. And then, he's, then he starts looking at Dr. Fritz. He looks at Trent. He's just kind of like, wow, they, this is really interesting. A really weird new world. And then he just looks over at Cage. He's just like... <laughs> 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 Sorry. No, no I, you didn't quite peak the audio. It's you didn't quite get a Cassie spike, but <laughs> what are you laughing don't at? Make there? That, don't make that a goal of mine. Um, you know what? I just flash the flashlight directly in your eyes. <laughs> it's a really bright flashlight, dude. Like it's super bright. Yeah. Can I see your sheet for a second? Fair enough. <laughs> I, I I also have minus five might. And I went, but the scripture didn't have a whole lot of might to begin with. <laughs> you are, however, ignored in combat situations. Yeah, and I, and I have fairly substantial stealth in the modifier. Probably from the flashlight that I don't think I could turn off. You have No, no, you could turn it on and off. You have a very bright flashlight. <laughs> nice. Um, just, literally, that's what of, it says. He's just kind of rubbing his eyes and still like laughing his ass off. Uh, so do we still have... that? Did the hard drive translate... Yes, it translated into a... Weirdly, it did translate, and it probably shouldn't have. Yeah, and it looks not that different. Well, it does look well, different. you crack it open, it's full of crabs, but like... <laughs> so, having... It, more or less, it no, it looks almost like an oyster now. Nice. Um, but it, it's an oyster with lots of little weird ports in its shell, Hopefully and it, 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 it actually breathes. Cool. <laughs> but it makes a clockwork sound as it does it. You're like, oh, this is... Uh... Um, Please tell me the toilets here don't use the three seashells. <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> you know Gener- generations of nerds will be trying to figure that out long after we're dead. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, Caster, my friend. Uh, By the way, you didn't say no. Can uh, I say no to Can no. you access the files on this now? I'm willing to attempt to. Okay, uh, can you give me a. Let me see your sheet. Okay. Yeah, give me an intellect check. Do you want to spend any effort? Yeah, I'll spend a point of effort. Okay, so you spend one point of intellect, that adds to your two edge, and you get one level of effort, which will bring the difficulty down. Roll me a d20. See how you do. 14. That'll do. It was going to be difficulty 5, but you brought it down to difficulty (laughs) 4. You are good. Yep, you open up this thing. And it's still encrypted, but it's encrypted in Rukian now, so you can at least kind of understand where the encryption starts. Yeah, we can start to crack it. Mm. 
I think I think I may have to error error error. Oh, it's a it's a cryptid. <laughs> All right, but uh, at least we made some progress there. Yeah, you'll have to probably get like a uh, a keyboard port to help me to decode it. Hmm. I, I think I've just defaulted to be this guy's personal laptop. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a talker, I'm not a computer hacker. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember why I gave you that focus. I think I put it in as a. Everybody got a joke option. Yeah. Because it's funny! Yeah, it's Roger Rabbit rules. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's fine. That's That'd be fine. pretty great. It, this wouldn't be the first game where I've had no combat powers. I've done just fine. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, incidentally, where in the city are we? You're pretty much at, uh, just inside the gates to Harmonious. Um, you're in front of... It's just this huge Hong Kong-style street market. Cool. And it's like behind us, there's like some sort of like arrow dock where like things yeah. come up from the surface. Yeah. Uh, it's a... It's like a giant elevator port, but it's also got like airships yeah. that, uh, and fl- various flyers that come in, and they're all weird biotech things. And as you look off, off into the distance, Rook is on the edge of the Strange, and you can actually see the Dark Matter network outside of it. And it's this weird pattern of just these flashing, like, nebula-like lights. Dr. Fritz stares at it for just a little (coughs) too long. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's kind of hypnotic if you stare at it for too long, and you can almost just feel the madness pulling at you. And if you if you look at the cover of the book, that's kind of what the strange looks like. It's these um, just the fractals spinning off into themselves. The sort of thing that like Google Deep Dream would come up with. Everything in the strange looks like Google Deep Dream. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so there's a monster that literally just is Google Deep Dream. That makes sense. It's just a Google Deep Dream image. All you see it, it its picture is just fractals uh, going into fractals. Cool. Um. Okay, so we need to find this Moriarty dude. Um, we don't know what he translated as. Um, if he translated at all, there's ways to not translate. That's true. He, he may maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, what was it called? An inopposite gate? Inopposite gate. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, there, well, you know what? There is, in every part of the you know, multiverse, there is one bar where you can always go to get information. It's CD. It's scummy, and that's where all the scummy people hang out. Let's start there. Yeah. See if they found anything okay. weird. How are you gonna way, f- on the way maybe check the umbilical? Yeah. And check the all song. Okay. How are you gonna find that scummy bar? Um I wanna open a directory. Okay, you wanna go into the all song? Yeah. yeah. Okay. The all song is the L S D internet. Um it's not just it is cyberpunk style super immersive VR internet. Mm-hmm. But it's like the that internet then took drugs, and you took drugs, and your hallucinations are now having to fight it out to figure out who gets to be in control. Mm-hmm. And you, it's just this flood of information spiraling around you. And give me another intellect check. Uh, that is a nine. Just made it. Okay. So in other words, <laughs> Hunter S. Thompson is Johnny Mnemonic. Yes. Yeah. Can't stop here. This is Silicon Country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you you manage to pull up a directory, and it, it's all very organic, mm-hmm. and it's very strange, and the information just kind of flows down in front of you, and you're just you're looking for bars in the area, mm-hmm. and you're looking for whatever the Rook version of Yelp is, probably the bar that has the least number of stars, that's yeah. right near the gates. Yeah, where, where it has reviews like. What, not a local to Harmonious came to visit, couldn't stand the place, it's just full of locals. <laughs> nice. Sure, you find one, but it's in a really shitty part of the area. Like, this, you're definitely going to be entering into a more dangerous part of Harmonious. Like, literally the dark underbelly? Not quite the dark oh, okay. underbelly. That's, a, that's an entire district that a book spends about a chapter describing. Nice. It's just the Scar District. But yeah, you have to. You need to walk down some alleyways. You can't get there just by street. Yeah, sort of a Kowloon Walled City sort of scenario. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, let's start making our way there. Um, on the way, sort of Doctor Fritz just sort of floating along. It's. Uh, it occurs to me that 
ultimately we're trying to find the source of this blue spiral dust, and I believe we've succeeded, but it's possible that it exists here too, and could also help lead us to, if not our prey, uh, some of his associates. We don't know what it translates as here. It could literally, the, the black, the blue spiral dust over there could literally be the horse droppings here. Yeah. I mean, it won't be. I won't. <laughs> Did I bring our samples <clears throat> with me? The spiral. Well, no, because you no, gave yeah, them into the estate. Yeah. Yeah, they confiscated my bed. Yeah. If uh, I may say this, this version <coughs> really agrees with you. You seem much Camp, more together than, than you did oh, on Earth. Uh, oh, no, thank you very much, my friend. Okay. I'd almost expect you to speak in a British accent and cook. <laughs> uh, no time for that. <laughs> Shane, give me a roll. Oh. You guys are just... Keep talking. That oh, was more what's done. It was a cheap Final Fantasy fifteen reference. Uh, Seven. Oh, my. Okay, that actually got it. As you guys are walking down these alleyways, you, you're... You're 100% sure that you're being followed. Yeah. Uh, it. it you're pretty sure it's just, it's one guy, but every time you look at him, it seems like he steps into a doorway or steps into an alleyway or something, and you can't get a good look at him. Okay. Whoever's tail, he definitely has training, whoever he is. Yeah. But we know he's there. You know that he's there. <clears throat> Nobody else seems to realize it. I had Cam roll where you guys are talking. He rolled a ah. two. <laughs> Busy looking at all the sites. Yeah. There are a lot of sites. Yeah, it. You definitely. You guys definitely <clears throat> have some tourist eyes going on. Big time. Probably when we're being followed. Easy marks. Yeah. yeah. Easy marks. Yeah. Like that's, their route. that's exactly <laughs> the kind of thinking that that Richter would have. It's like, okay, we're new in town. This place is really, really interesting. Has a lot of interesting things to see for good or ill. Probably someone's going to take advantage of us. Wonder, do I have a Rook random encounter table? We're exactly, we're exactly the kind of crew who would get suckered by a guy at a three card Monty table. For sure. You're the exact okay. kind of group that would go to a three card Monty table. That's, That's what I said. Matter of fact, I look for a three card Monty table. <laughs> there, there is no such thing as Rook as Rookie and three card Monty. Probably would have tentacles and shit like yeah. that. Yeah, three card tentacle uh, uh, Monty. Oh wait, I do you actually have a uh, percentile. You get to keep the tentacle. You don't want to know where it goes. Oh. <laughs> I assume my hentai knows this is going. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about hentai. What? No, no, no. Just because you saw a tentacle monster in the book doesn't mean that there's actually going to be a tentacle monster. <laughs> but yeah, so we continue towards the bar. Yep, and you you are 100% sure at this point that you're being followed. And as you turn a corner, you come across, and you swear to God, they look like three gray aliens um, leaning against a dumpster, shooting up. And they all look pretty much like that. They got big black eyes. They've got three fingers on each hand. Big old skulls. Yep. They're not <laughs> wearing any clothes. They look totally genderless. And they've got some weird pulsing needle slug thing that they're sharing around as they basically just stab it into their shoulders. This looks like a party. <laughs> wonder if... Uh... Perhaps I may have seen someone unusual come by. Selling dust. Indeed, perhaps uh, selling something, or perhaps buying something. All I can think is things did not go well for Cryptosporidium after they stopped making Destroy All Humans games. <laughs> Listen, after he got thrown out of the White House, Poxy stopped talking to him. <laughs> I almost played Cryptosporidium in a game for Terrible Warriors years back. <laughs> but I have to have worked on my Nicholson impression better. <laughs> But it's covered in nipples. We've <laughs> <laughs> got two out of three branches of government still working with us, and that ain't bad. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back on track. Uh, yes. So, does does our Rukian knowledge give us any heads up as to what these things are? Does that translate across as like, well, oh, this is the bear of this world? They, they <laughs> beware. Yes, they're bears shooting up in an alleyway. <laughs> hey, man, it's this range. <laughs> No, you're pretty sure... They may actually be recursors in from another reality that just accommodate into uh, Rook. Great. They might be things that just fell out of the strange. Well, I'm feeling friendly, so Dr. Fritz sees some other sort of fellow people-seeking transcendence, and he's going to say hi. Um, 
Uh, they're just kind of talking, so they're definitely not talking in Rukian. They don't speak Rukian. Uh, yeah, yeah, for now. Thurman, how big? Ha, only a few. What are you selling? Give bet. You want me to give you mine? Give bet. In exchange for what? They They look at each other. Slug! Keep it! What's it do? Wait, slug! Is it, <laughs> not slug as in punch him, slug as in they as will in give him slug. a slug. Yeah, they, I'm, I'm sorry, radio can't see. It, it is hold, it, one of them holds out yeah. the, the weird needle slug thing. That I was a little it does not look healthy. I was a little like suspicious because basically Derek was pointing his fist right towards me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you can't really tell it's a slug with, with like, a needle and things on yeah, it. Yeah, some sort of proboscis stinger ovipositor yeah. or something. You're not even sure it's actually a drug. They may literally just be have grabbed some insect and, and, and forcing it, and forcing it to inject them with things. Um, well, buying drugs from strangers has never not been Fritz's thing. <laughs> I think that translates universally, so I'm going to spend some of my cash. Uh, um, yeah, you'll assume it's a dime bag and Give give him ten bits. I feel like Doctor Fritz's trans, uh, translation has partly made him into Max Brand. Maybe a little <laughs> bit, yeah. <laughs> By now, you'll have seen the Max Brand promo for Terrible Warriors. Yes. <laughs> Master Troy is upset that he can't shoot up anymore. He's a freaking robot. <laughs> By the way, that was my idea. I expect an executive producer credit. Sure. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Slug. <laughs> and he takes the bits, and they start laughing at each other. And one of them's like, <laughs> "Bit." Blip, blip. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and take that slug. Slug. Blip. Uh, uh, I think. <laughs> for the record, isn't isn't Doctor Fritz the one in this group who would technically be able to go? You do not want to sell me death steaks. You need you got to you need. To he doesn't have mind control together. powers yet. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, um, doesn't have them yet. Oh wait, does that, is that your? Thing I got nano machines. I don't think I. Oh, that's right. You have precognition, and you can uh, heal people. Exactly. I forgot that I made you the healer of the group, too. Oh, God. <laughs> healer and the precog, and now the telekinetic, but not mind control. Oh, yet. And they, they start gambling off down the alleyway. Nice. There's just... Okay, <laughs> so... Uh, for the, for the <laughs> listeners, and for my own curiosity, what's a bit look like? Uh, it looks like some... It's some kind of weird coinage. Or, or, the uh, book is uh, not terribly specific. Okay, I'm I'm assuming that there's some diversity in them. Then I, I think the ones that I have are like. I, well, I'm going to assume that they probably look like um, like money and sci- uh Sorry, and exalted actually, where it's like little bars attached together, mm. where the number of bars is like the number of the bits, and then at like five or seven or some odd number, it stops and becomes like circles or something or squares or something. Gotcha. Cool. We can probably think about it in the same terms as Bitcoin, in that it's just as worth it's worth just as much on Earth. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> until you find someone to buy it from you. That said, I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna try and uh, get a hold of the guy who's been following us. Sure. Okay. What do you want to do? Uh, well, basically, anytime we turn to notice him, he hides. So obviously, he doesn't want to be noticed. But we know he's there. Yep. So could I just go up and confront him? You can try. Give me a roll. Fourteen. Not enough. Um, he sees you coming. Oh, great! And you, you see, um, you actually get a decent look at him now. He's wearing the Rukian equivalent of a trench coat, where it's like weird, uh, semi-translucent color shift, like dark hued color shifting. Um, Some sort of like cuddle skin cloak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not cloak. More. It almost does look like a trench coat. Okay. Um. With some kind of hat equivalent over his face. Okay. And he sees you coming. And he turns to walk away. Get him. Do you want to chase him? Um. Hey, stop. I'm going to spend one in like point, and while I'm talking, I completely hold his attention. What are you doing to hold his attention? Are you, are, are you, is this just the silicon, the stupid silicon thing is doing something stupid? Oh, hit him with your very bright, very bright flashlight. This guy's hiding in shit. Give me a roll. 
a panel opens up on him and oh, it pops. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, a two will not do it. Damn it! I was planning on like flying in front of him with my flashlight going, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> no, no, you do fly, you are able to fly in front of him with your flashlight, but he, he just, he brushes past you. doesn't care. Yeah, it doesn't hold him up. Yeah, I'm out of ideas. Murder isn't working, and that's all we're good at. <laughs> You know, ladle aside, you're already more useful than you were on Earth, so fair enough. <laughs> wow. Well, <laughs> well, I have really no... I really have no... <laughs> also, just for the listeners at home, please imagine whenever the thing flies around, it makes the Jetson sound. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> That's perfect! Uh, I, I, think I, killed, I think I killed Derek. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> And Wes Gunn is every cheesy robot ever. I hope you all get Rookie and Rabies. Uh, <laughs> we might. It's like we regular might. Rabies, only you become ten feet tall before you maybe murder we'll, everyone. Maybe we'll get a, a, a Rookie and Herpes, or as I like to call them, Rookies. Uh, <laughs> is anyone else doing something? Uh, Cam? Sorry, you said Rookie and Rabies makes us ten feet tall and want to kill everyone? Yeah, like regular Rabies, only, you know, more Rabies. Cam? Just uh, back to those guys talking about their slug uh, it says here uh, if you hear another language you can quickly acquire the language which one is that that's your uh, babel yeah. yep um yeah you everyone else is chasing after this guy you're kind of listening to them as they're moving off down the alleyway <laughs> they're like oh, stupid humans the drug will kill them instantly yes we have their bits now and we will take all their other bits when they are dead Humans are dumb. <laughs> but you sold our slug. With more sl- with more bits, we can buy more slugs. They're just running off laughing maniacally. <laughs> it's funny how dumb you are. Yes. We we will come back later. For the right. I reason. want their eyeballs. For the right. Yes. You always eat the eyeballs, and you always get indigestion afterwards. Human biology and ours do not mix. That is what we learned when our ship crashed here. I hate this stupid recursion. I want to go back to the world where we rule the Earth. To be clear, I kind of marathon Gravity Falls over the weekend. That's why I'm referencing the hell out of it. Um, Dr. Fritz, may I see that slug? Sure, man. Okay, I'm just going to put that in. (laughs) You're just tucking that away. I was curious to see what it did. You don't want to know. No, I, I, no, I, 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 I literally do. Do you, do you speak? Uh... Now they're giggling. First, they will get the blood shits. <laughs> then their organs will melt. Then, then the slug will grow. Grow, slug, grow. <laughs> they're obviously high as fuck. Yeah. Like this is a total stoner. Like knock guys over for their money move. So maybe it doesn't kill people. Oh no! Oh, it probably does. <laughs> We need to weaponize the slug. I think, I think it already is weaponized, man. Well, that was my plan. This game rapidly went off the rails from what I wrote. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to keep that for later, just in case. What the um, hell are you even doing now? Okay, so, so our mysterious tail has disappeared. Well, no, he's he's walking away. Oh. He hasn't disappeared. It's just... Wes rolled a two to try and distract him, <laughs> and he saw Shane coming. Okay. Uh, is he walking past a doorway, perhaps? Why? What do you want to do? I wanted to just telekinesis open the door just to block his path. Mm, not really. You could just telekinesis him. Well, I've only got my ten. Well, I guess that's a pool that, of yeah, ten. Yeah, that's your pool of ten. Uh, cool. Well, I, yeah, I'm just going to just like, no, no, you don't touch the ground anymore. No friction for you. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to make you spend... You lost your friction privileges. Two might for that. Great. Uh, out of that pool of ten. I science of us. I was remembering... Uh, and then I'm going to need you to make a check <laughs> with it. Okay. No, uh, do you want to spend any effort with it? Um, just in case, I'll spend one extra. Okay, so you're going to spend one more point, so you're down to seven. Yeah. When he, okay. when he uses his ability to... Uh, and that's great, because I rolled a three, yeah. so I take a pass. Nope. <laughs> uh, you, cut, you ruffle his clothing, yeah. and he stops at that. Why are you following us, man? All roads lead to the same place. You Earthers are idiots. Flash! (laughs) Well then enlighten us, my friend. If you keep doing that, I'm going to shoot you. (laughs) (laughs) 
Derek, I just have to ask, how many tears until Will just starts going, experience tranquility? <laughs> I, swear uh, I think I, like one. I, I swear, if I don't hear at some point, you're well, that's like your opinion, man. <laughs> oh, don't worry. <laughs> Uh, on the other hand, in one tier, West becomes Rimmer. Nice. Can I? Dudism is now a religion. Oh yeah. <laughs> just like flash him some bits. Did you just want to yeah. bribe? Try and bribe him for his time? Yeah. Uh, give me an intellect roll. Do you want to spend any? I will spend one edge. Okay. Cool. Oh. Well, oh, that's oh no! It fell under Will. <laughs> I got it. I We've got only got the one d twenty on the table. <laughs> Uh, 16. Oh! Okay. Let's talk, but not here. Okay, where, where do you have in mind? He walks over to a door about 10 feet down, opens the door. Follow me. That was convenient. Awesome. I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna be cautious as we follow him. Can I, uh, can I? Yeah, sure. I'll like thanks. Hand it to him. Keep in mind, Will. You still have no idea <laughs> what the aliens were saying. Not a clue. No clue. He 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 think he assumed it's poisonous, anyways. But maybe it's a fun poison. Maybe it's a fun poison. I'm sorry. I, I was actually wrong on the edge. So you're actually down to five on the TK pool, which is fine because you just banish the TK effect once you're done with it anyway. Oh yeah. It's got a really the the TK mechanic in this game is really weird. Cool. Yeah, it's irrelevant because I yeah, I can just yeah. do it. And you fall. Is anyone else thinking, in regards to that slug thing? Is anyone else thinking of the memory worm from Doctor Who? A little bit, mm, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> or possibly the the uh, when they like obviously them. this thing is way more deadly than that. But it can also just the memory worm sucks too. Street heroin, you know, like it's not. It's a drug not made for human biology. Yeah, debatably, it's... most people on Rook may not even think it's a drug. Yeah, these guys may just be shooting up engine grease. Yeah. Do what you can with what you You can. don't know how the gray biology works. Nope. Dr. Fritz just wants it because he's like, this fucks up somebody. We could use this. <laughs> and what you actually do is you walk through the kitchen of what almost looks like a Chinese restaurant. Cool. Uh, they've got... Uh, I, I'm actually really kind of just going to stick with the Hong Kong aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So they've got, like, big walks over, um... Over, like, over, like fire. Like, going. plasma flames, almost. Oh, nice. Wicked. Um, there's lots that you don't recognize any of the vegetables or animals that they're dealing with in there. You can't even tell what's flora and what's fauna. Yeah. Uh, there are weird smells. They Most of them don't even smell that good to you just because they're so alien. Yeah, there's some sort of like anti-gravity saucepan going on, making sauce that only works in zero-G. Well, eh, maybe. I'm just saying yeah. science. I'm just throwing bullshit. I mean, it's, they, want, they may or may not have a spice weasel. Nice. <laughs> Couple of hits. <laughs> I want to sit with your spice weasel. Bam. <laughs> um, oh, Elzar. Do we yeah. get a table? Yeah, he he just leads you through to a back room, yeah. like a private back dining room, and there's just a round table with stools. You notice that everyone, every table in the restaurant, all the chairs, they're all stools, because you don't know what extra limbs people have. It we're gonna have in Rook. No way to tell. And there are people eating with their hands, people eating with chopsticks, people eating with weird utensils that don't make any sense, people just unfolding proboscises into uh, things. Yeah. Is anybody eating with Venetian telekinetic chopsticks, by chance? What? (laughs) That's a reference to Red Dwarf. I didn't see that one. No, you didn't. Oh, that's too bad. That's where River got his hard light light bee. I did not see... Oh, okay. Uh, uh, My Red Dwarf watching is actually a bit limited. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. That's a shame. It's a good show. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Anyways, uh, so yeah. yeah, take up a seat. Uh, he sits down. A waiter comes in. The he makes some orders of dishes that you've never even heard of before. You know, it's I'll take the fried hal duck, and you know we'll get three plates of the steam uh, cho, and uh, let's get uh, some of the boiled pang, etc., etc. You're like, what the hell is any of this crap? Uh, and I'll have a, a cold glass of water. <laughs> Waiter looks at you. As well. <laughs> Fucking post-humans. <laughs> Walks out. I think what? This, I, I just want the hydrogen. I think at this point he'd be more like a post-human weeaboo. Well, you know, <laughs> look, in any city there are crazy mystics who think they're better than everybody else. And to be fair, post-humans are like a challenge rating, like, nine threat when you run into them. They're yes. crazy. 
crazy mystics who think they're better than everyone else, huh? Yeah. Saith Galvar Goodbarrow. Yes, yeah, that's your point. <laughs> uh, so I'm just saying there's a particular character in Heroes of the Storm who would laugh their ass off at Galvar. Yeah, well, whatever. I don't care. Okay. Uh, so who might you be, friend? You can call me Toe. Pleasure to meet you, Toe. You're all from Earth, which means you're all cursors. Mm-hmm. You haven't tried to steal anything yet. You seem to be official. You have training, which means you probably all work for the estate, yes? You have a sort of disadvantage. I'm employed by a group called the Quiet Cabal. We're friends of the estate, at least when our purposes cross paths. Why are the why are estate agents new estate agents, I'd guess, here in Rook? We're investigating some uh, substances that were being distributed uh, back on Earth, and we have a suspect we've followed here. Moriarty. Interesting. Perhaps a sharing of resources may be useful for both of our purposes. Maybe. I think we may be able to come to an accord, a deal of assistance... But you will need to help us first. I don't see why this has to necessarily be adversarial at all. You're willing to... If you assist the Quiet Cabal, we would be happy to assist the estate in return. This is a reciprocal arrangement. Of course, uh, before we purchase anything, this isn't purchasing strange substances from someone in a back alley, right? Uh, I'd just be curious as to what sort of assistance you can offer. Uh, Do you know of who we seek? Uh, He he shrugs a little. Uh, He's not wearing a shirt underneath, and up his body are just these weird quasi-metallic ports Mm -hmm. that just kind of run all the way up his chest. The musculature of his chest is very odd. It's... Oh my god, he escaped from the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his face has absolutely no hair. He has no nose, just two slits. His skin is sort is sort of an, a pale bronze. Hmm. Um, his eyes... I'm just stealing it because I saw the... I, I hate the idea of this movie, but I saw the trailer for the, uh, for the new Mummy the other day where it's like her eyes, she has extra eyes inside of her eyes. It's a cool look. It's a cool look. It looks like it's going to be such a stupid movie, but... There's only one mummy movie I care about. It's one with Brendan Fraser. Amen. (laughs) Amen. I was going to say, the mummy and Abbott and Costello guys, come on. (laughs) Where are you taking him? To be hung. Apparently, he had a very good time. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. But, yeah, what sort of assistance This name is known to us. But... Nothing is free in Rook. Of course. Especially in Harmonious. And I, I don't mean to imply it should be, man. Trade is natural. But, you know, cap, caveat emptor, buyer beware. Uh, and at this point, the waiter walks back in with food, and it's all very weird smelling. It's, um, it's, some of it's not even discernible what it might have been from. Uh, we're talking like the soup in existence, where it's yeah. just like weird, yeah. bony animal. Awesome. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being traditional Chinese food and 10 being a traditional whole breakfast, where would this rank? 7? Fair enough. Nice. It's not that it's bad food, it's just oh, that it's completely just alien weird. to you. And he uh, he takes... It's a, like experiencing Chinese for the very first time. Basically. Authentic Chinese for the very first time. Exactly. Yeah. I, lo- I, I want to be clear, I love authentic Chinese food, um, but to Western eyes, it's probably the best example I can give. We're being thrown headlong into a culture that's very alien to ours. Exactly. Um, And this is, to be fair, a seedy back alley restaurant. Yeah. Whatever health code Rook might have, it doesn't have one at all. (laughs) It's been thrown out the window anyway. They made one up just to throw it out. Yeah. 
Uh, please, the pang is very good here. Oh, well, I'll yeah, give it a try. Trent's gonna dig in. Some yep. sort of, like, giant woodlouse-looking thing, rip its head off. And yeah, it. yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it's obviously been fried Can with I things instead of the sauce. No. <laughs> You're just hovering above a chair. That's probably why he only ordered three plates for us. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I'm guessing that you already have something in mind for us. I do. I do, actually. I was following you along to see exactly what you were getting up to and if you needed to be rescued from any trouble. We've been fortunate so far. Yes. Well, maybe you can clear up one thing. Maybe you can clear up something for us. Uh, Doctor, show him the slug. Oh, I'm sure you saw me purchase this. Yes, you probably shouldn't inject yourself yourself with a nail shack. Hmm. Nail shack, eh? Pray tell why. They are carrion eaters. They produce a natural organic acid. Oh. So disease isn't melting? Yes. Cool, cool. But certain species who either translate into Ruko or cast upon its shores due to our proximity to the Dark Matter Network, they occasionally find it to be a narcotic. Hmm. Good to know, good well, to know. Caveat emptor indeed. Yeah, man. Although I can't help but feel that having a ready supply of acid may be useful... Oh, yeah, man. Buying so, stuff from weirdos and alleys has never failed, So, man. be careful with it, of course, but <laughs> let's hold on to it. Let's now. weaponize I was it. I was my body. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> but I digress. Tell us more about this job that you made up for us. Very well. As you are aware, there are many factions in the Rook. There is the Quiet Cabal, my organization, who seek to ensure the security of Rook as a recursion of Earth, to ensure that those things coming from outside of Rook do not damage it, but that the connection is maintained. This occasionally requires a great deal of violence, and so we have been testing out a new model of battle chrysalid. Uh, you may have seen them. They are biomechanical armor. It in resides within the skin and folds out of it. Oh, and uh, it uh, inverts the knees to uh, increase leaping power, right? Ah, uh, you've seen one of the Myriand. Uh, the Myriand, they are Rook's internal policing force. Mm. One of our factions, though. They try to ostensibly remain neutral to politics. The reason we cannot deal with this situation directly is that we should not be experimenting with battle chrysalids in the first place. Oh, yeah, of course. The Myriad's power in Rook is dependent on the advancement of their battle chrysalids over all others. But this, as situations continue, we need a higher degree of technology. We were testing out these chrysalids near a area of the city, a district called the Scar. It is damaged, it is a slum, it is the perfect place for black operations, as you say on Earth. Uh, however, our squad has not reported in in several days. And we believe that another faction, the Karam, who seek to extricate Rook from Earth's orbit to the detriment of both worlds may be involved. If this is true, then Karum dissidents would have in their hands some of the most powerful battle chrysalids in Rook, which would make them very, very dangerous. And so you need some plausibly deniable people to stumble into that scenario and free up your friends. And possibly destroy the gear. Mm -hmm. Turn the gear if you can, but yes, if you must destroy it, destroy it. We can't. This is Rook. We can grow more. <laughs> That's a good motto. Well, I mean, it sounds all right to me. It's the only lead we have, really. And it's always good to make friends. They've got a very similar aim to ours. Mm -hmm. 
Ex- uh, do we recall anything about the estate talking about the Quiet Cabal? Um, how, how does our boss regard these guys? Uh, in briefings, the Quiet Cabal is the one rookie faction with the most ties to Earth. Um, generally, <clears throat> their general MO is that they try and keep Rook and Earth not separate, but... But, like, next to each other. Next to each other, but also at arm's length. They cover up Rookian involvement on Earth. They're kind um, of they're kind of the Rook version of the estate in a lot of ways. Kind of, yeah. But whereas the estate is more like the FBI's fringe division, um, the Quiet Cabal is more like Rook's version of MI6. Nice. Uh, so they they are very much more heavy on the espionage and on the shoot first and who who the fuck cares about questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, whereas the estate likes to investigate and likes to learn. Gotcha. The estate is an engine for discovery. The Quiet Cabal is a government secret operation. Gotcha. So in other words, Richter's kind of people. More or less. Well, Richter's a cop. Richter would actually probably more understand the Myriad, but... Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you you certainly are experienced with dealing with these kind of people. He takes a small little... It looks almost a bit like the hard drive that you guys have. Mm-hmm. Puts it on the table. This contains the necessary operational documents in it. You can review it at your pleasure. Once you have dealt with the situation, return here. Ask to be seated in this room and order yourself some pang. It is pretty good, guys. You should try this. Should we ask I'll him give about... You, I'll give you experience later. Don't worry. <laughs> should we ask him about our... Um, that's a flash drive. You know, that's not a bad idea. If using, like, these umbilicals and stuff can, like, it's, cast your... If, it, if it's super immersive VR, with, he can have a, a archetype of him that probably has taste. Yeah, but it's how would that translate for you as well? Is that it's mm, wow, that tastes like fucking motor oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would think it would be more like it would be more like data from Star Trek, where he can like interpret like the. You well, know, this is a sodium balance very similar to braised beef. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing. Is unfortunately, uh, even with taste, you'd be appraising it based on mechanical standards. Yeah, because you're. You're in silicon. Yeah. You are inside a silicon chip. You're a consciousness, but you're a consciousness hardwired into a computer. Yeah. Yeah. So while I'm, I would love to figure out how it tastes, I can't. Sorry, guys. No, that's all right. Okay. Well, maybe you'll translate to something with taste buds another time. Maybe yeah, maybe. It. So Although the, the, the running gag that, that he's just getting progressively worse every time. That's a record. He goes ahead and has some pain. Yep. That's it is it, good. It feels... He was suspicious of the guy at first, but if the guy's offering them work, then he probably doesn't want to poison them. So no, it, it tastes odd. It, it it's up to you whether you not you find it enjoyable after a while. I think Fritz loves it's, it. Anyway, Cam, sorry, you were uh, trying to ask him a question. Yeah, um, he handed us uh, that thing. Can we hand him ours and see if? Let's just ask him if he can undo encryption. If he's got. If he has yes, we can undo encryption. But as I have said, a favor for a favor. Well, what is the Earth word? You, the Earth words you use for it is quid pro quo. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, all right. So uh, let's go deal with this. Then. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's. We'll scratch your back, and then you can scratch ours. Uh, very good. If you please, feel free to finish the meal. I will uh, return and inform my superiors. All right. He stands and leaves. Uh, before he leaves, finishes it all. Before he leaves, I just say to him, "What was his name again?" Uh, Toe. Oh. Toe, I have to admit, by my own standards, you're a very interesting welcoming committee. I look forward to working with you. This is Rook. Everything is interesting here. I can't deny that. So while we eat the meal, yep. uh, Caster, could you uh, put on a show for us? T- like, show us what's in the hard drive, man. Oh. <laughs> can I display it at all, or no? Probably not. No, uh, I'm going to say sure. You have a flashlight. We'll say your flashlight can act as a projector. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what's the deets? Uh, yeah, it has some pictures of what you assume are battle chrysalids. They they don't look like anything you've seen before. They don't even really look human anymore. There are weird attachments. There are things you're pretty sure might be guns. Yeah. Is this something pictured in one of the books? Or? Uh, I, yeah, actually, if I pull out the... That was World's Number Listen Strange, so I want the bestiary. 
Uh, so I think there's a section on chrysalids in here. The great thing about this game is that I've got a bunch of books for it that have all sorts of stuff. But at the same time, it's finding the stuff. So it's sort of a combination of that. Okay. <laughs> what, what page is that for the listeners? Uh, 28. It's called a Chalahost. And it that is not a battle chrysalid. And that thing in the sidebar... Oh, sideboard on Okay, cool. so kind of a cyborg golem made of nightmares. Yeah, a biotech golem made of yeah. nightmares. Nightmares <laughs> and no pun. Yeah. And the, the most ambitious ultra-less cosplay ever. Uh, with the, the thing, it's uh, it's kind of a fusion. Looks like kind of a fusion between that battle chrysalid and the Chala host. Chala host? Okay, yeah. well the Chala host looks like a Zerg made of nightmares. And nope. Yeah. And nope. <laughs> <laughs> nightmares with a helpful dash of nope. Cool. And you know what? I'm going to call an end to the episode there as you're reviewing the information. Yeah, yes. we're getting ready to rock <laughs> The strange up. episode five, Nightmares and Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so yet another investigation begins for our uh, terrible estate agents. Until next episode, I'm Derek the Bard from Chase of the Muse, and I've been your GM for this evening. I'm joined with... I'm Will Mitchell. Wes Gunn. Shane Fitzgerald. Cameron Dunn. And, yeah, the strange is back. And it's just gonna get stranger. <laughs> the Terrible Warriors has new episodes every Thursday and every Tuesday and every Thursday this month is The Strange. So come back in a week's time to see what happens next. And return to us on Tuesday for the first episode in a new campaign for Mutants in Orbit. It's a continuation of our After the Bomb world. We're bringing something from both of the old campaigns together and shooting them into space. As well, on other Tuesdays of the month is Ravenloft Dead by Dawn's Light. Our adventurers are trapped in a castle. The dead are going to drag them down to hell if they can't get out by the morning light things aren't looking good. For a complete listing of our release schedule, you can visit us at TerribleWarriors.com and click the Schedules button. As well, you can be a supporter at Patreon.com slash TerribleWarriors and continue to make this show great. We've got some new rewards, including postcards that we'll be sending out at the end of the month. That's kind of cool. You'll also get access to our exclusive debrief episodes as well as links to the complete campaign where we just take the individual episodes and edit them together into one monster file for your all-at-once listening pleasure. Follow us on Twitter at Dice Warriors where you'll see all the updates that I'm mentioning here in the extra. You don't have to listen to me, but just because you did and you made it to the end of this file, I get to say thank you now. I also get to tell you that today's Terrible Warriors were Derek Burrow, Shane Fitzgerald, Wes Gunn, Cameron Dunn, and Will Mitchell. And until we meet again, dear listener, thank you for being a Terrible Warrior. <laughs>